Hey, and welcome to the Centenary Podcast, a podcast created to help our church, as well as the church, grow in our faith as we all continue to follow Jesus. So this week we're talking about worship, and majority of churchgoers understand worship as some songs that we get together and we sing before we listen to the sermon on Sunday mornings. But the Bible actually talks about worship as being an entire lifestyle. It's something that is the makeup of somebody who follows Christ. But here's the thing. To truly follow Christ, we have to learn how to worship Him fully and wholeheartedly. So we hope that this conversation helps spur our spirits along and our faith. So without further ado, let's hop into this week's episode. And welcome back to hello, hello, another episode of the Centenary Podcast. The James, Centenary Podcast. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm trying to make it, doing my thing. Yeah, God is good yeah, all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. and all and the time, God is, God is good. good. Mm, that's good. Mm. Hey, we are talking today about uh, this week is actually going to be really big. So this is coming out um, on Friday the 23rd mm-hmm. and February 25th is a uh, we're getting into a new series. We got into a new series last week of that's going to lead us into Easter. And we're looking at yeah. the life of David. Yes. And his life is the kingship and how that correlates to Christ. And that's going to lead us great series. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for Easter and how it's going to build that. Yeah. We're going to have a special speaker, too, in this series. Ooh. I'm not going to say who it is. Nope, it's a surprise. But he's done a TED Talk before. He has done a TED Talk. So that's it's going to be good. He's going to be great. I really am excited for it. Uh, that'll be in a couple weeks. Yep. And so uh, we're talking about David leading into Easter. Easter's going to be all about the king. Mm-hmm. What did the king do? And I'm really, oh man, I'm so excited for how we're going to gear up for Holy Week this yeah, year. Yes, it's, it's going to be good. Um, so yeah, the February 25th, we're talking about this uh, the sermons is about worship and what did David, I think, I think through the Psalms and through, you know, David dancing through the streets naked, uh, I wouldn't recommend that because that could Let's get, talk about that, that could get a little everybody, controversial. Everybody has things they want to forget, even King David. Exactly. <laughs> even King David. <laughs> <Never>. <laughs> so his heart for, I, I just think there is not Actually, a person. Actually, I would love to have that kind of confidence and freedom in Christ. Amen to that. To just go out and let it all hang out and dance <laughs> and <laughs> worship. and. But the problem is I probably wouldn't be retained as the pastor sitting there That's for very exactly long. That's exactly right. Yeah, it would be, a, um, we'd, we'd question some stuff. Probably the staff parish relations team would be called in on that one. <laughs> But I mean, let's give it to him. The man understands worship, I think, second to Jesus, like just understanding what it really means to be consumed with, I'm loved and valued by God and my heart responds to that. And so David is, he's one of my favorite people in scripture. Yes. Because, you know, there, there is not a... Even though, all right, so here's this leader mm. who is who loves God so much. And the reason I like him is because he, he's depicted as this real man with mm. real problems. Come on. And these inner kind of battles that we all have. Yeah. and But yet, in spite of it all, it says he was a man after God's own heart. So yeah. it's like David's story is our story. 
Yes, it is. And it's, it's, it's just, we can learn a lot from him. Oh my gosh. I mean, just the Psalms give that snapshot of like, my life's a wreck. Why have you deserted me, God? Why am I this? And then the next second, it's just like, this is the greatest thing in the world. You're the best thing since yeah. sliced bread, God. And every, and it's just like the, what is it? The He has a real relationship with God. Yes. Oh, and he very much does. And he wrestles with God. Yes. And it's okay to, re- I t- people have asked me, you know, well, you can't really, you know, argue with God. Well, Yes and no. I mean, yeah. God understands our frustration. He understands our humanness. Yeah. Jacob wrestled with God. Yep. David wrestled with God. Yep. In the end, you always have to say, God, I don't like it, but I'm going to trust you. That's exactly right. That's that's the moral of the story. Oh, my gosh. And it's just amazing how, like, in the Psalms, like, yes, yeah, sure, you have one Psalm that says this and then the next one. But it's like the way he does it and just i think he understands his place and what god really can do in his life because in the same exact writing it's like hey i'm talking about one one thing right here and he's writing it down and he's saying how deserted he feels by god how forgotten he feels by god and then he'll just flip it mid sentence and be like but my soul still will find refuge in you yes. or my soul will still rest in you like hey even when i'm walking through it my soul's still going to shout your name. And that's what we're talking about today. And so we've got this podcast. We're talking about worship on February 25th. And then on the 29th, which I want to invite anybody who's uh, listening to this into, we're going to have a worship night, a church-wide worship night at our park campus on February 29th. uh, 29th, that's a Thursday night. And it's just that whole week is just going to be worship. And so today we're talking about worship. We're talking about worship. What is it? And this is a a huge heart of mine uh, because, you know, being in somebody like almost all of my profession and ministry thus far versus the last couple of years of stepping into pastoral stuff, uh, like teaching pastorally, discipleship, all that, uh, I've been a worship pastor. And so God's been really key in just showing me like, what is worship? Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, What God's showing me in worship And I think the biggest lie, James, the biggest issue that we have today in the church and that Satan's dumbed down, our hearts have just kind of rallied around this idea that worship is four songs that I sing on a Sunday morning, Mm -hmm. period. Yeah. That's it. And we've gotten into this space where it's just like, okay, worship is music which is a great part of worship. I mean, there's something about music that one awakens mm-hmm. like beauty and the heart. And that's why David's like, shout for the Lord, let the trumpets go, play yeah. the harps. Like there's something about music that just makes the spiritual realm just kind of the beauty of it and everything. Yes. But we've dumbed it down. We have dumbed it down to worship is only on a Sunday where I gather and I sing some songs. Yeah. It's just, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Worship should be a daily mm. event. Yeah. And and I have to admit, it hasn't always been that for me. Sure. You know, I, I've been in that mode before Same. where it's a Sunday thing. And, yeah. But it really is. It's, I think the only way that, it, it can only happen in two ways, though. It it can only be daily if you're a servant and if, you're, and if you have humility. Mm. Humility and servanthood are what, really turns our it turns our heart toward worship yes. and 
Otherwise, we're trying to do this thing by ourselves. Yeah. And worship is, I can't do this by myself. No. And I'm going to give glory to the one who can help me with this. Absolutely. And so I've been working a lot on that lately. You know, mm. humility, really, you know, being a servant. Am I still a servant? Because yeah. um, it, it really, it really is a heart issue. Worship's yes. a heart issue, and I get liking songs and getting goosebumps and all that stuff. And I don't. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But what is the intention of the heart? That's what it comes down to in worship. Yeah. No. And Paul captures that beautifully in Romans twelve two. He just sums it all up. He's like, therefore, brothers and sisters. In view of every, in God's mercy. So he's saying, hey, in, in light of everything God's done for you, he's done so much for you. Here's what you can do for God, which is the only thing that you can offer God, which yes. is you. And so he says, offer your bodies as living sacrifices. Worship in Exodus, when God was bringing the first, brought everything into order. Yes. Like that's the first time in Exodus with Moses, who's like, hey, we're going to, we're going to actually bring some order to things. Here's what I'm about. He gives the 10 commandments. This is, this is worship for me. This is being my people doing the things that I care about. That's worship. And then he brings the tabernacle into P into being. And then they go about like building altars and fire and burning calves and lambs and goats. And that, and that's worship. Worship is sacrificing animals. And you're just like, okay, time out. I'm a 21st century American and I have zero concept for what it's like (laughs) to just mass kill a bunch of animals. Like that's worship. That seems horribly ritualistic, like weird. And and that's like, that's so foreign to us. And so we take something like singing a song and then we look at the Bible and it's just like when people, here's the thing, when Solomon dedicates the, this is the most bizarre thing I think of when Solomon dedicates the temple, what do they do? They sacrifice thousands of yeah. animals. And it's just like, when's when's the last time I felt like, man, I'm full of the joy and the Holy Spirit. I got to go to my local farm, get a goat and just slaughter it and burn it. Like, what? <laughs> and that's, yeah. that's worship. And so Paul's taking this idea that what they were doing, what what really is the meaning of worship is that I would say, hey, I'm giving all of myself to you. That's right. It's sacrificial. It's sacrificial. And at one point, a pure animal was the only way because Mm -hmm. life, to get into the life next to God, my sins have to be dealt with. And this pure animal, though I can't go into the presence of the Lord, and we know that Paul says the wages of sin is death, and the only way to get into life is through death, that this animal at one point would go and he would take my place and and almost represent me in the heavenly realms as, hey, I take its purity because this innocent thing died. I'm able to have the purity of this animal. And then Jesus comes and then fully we're able to go into the presences of God because, hey, I get to take Jesus's innocence and claim it as my own and be with God. So then Paul says, this is what it is. When you approach God and say, hey, I just want to give everything I have to you. My thoughts, Mm -hmm. my time, my work, my ideas, my desires, and I just want to give them to you. And the saddest thing, and I know it just sounds like I'm griping, but it's just, this is something that we've missed as a culture so much is that 
one of the saddest statements and I've, and I've heard it all, all my life. And I've even said it myself, like is when I, when I step out of a Sunday morning service and I say the statement, Oh, worship was good today. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, worship was okay today. Or, you know, worship was kind of bad today. Yeah. Like what, what statement is that? Yeah. What, what, what are we even saying? Because when we're thinking that way, and we all do it, because we've equated it to be the songs. And given at yep, Centenary, at, when I heck, I'm not Hillsong. I'm not. I'm not some of the leading Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. Mm-hmm. I'm not this professional. We don't have these like heavy trained professional musicians. We're gonna hit wrong notes. We're gonna sing wrong. Or we're gonna sing wrong notes, and it's just like. By no means is this the most perfect thing we've heard, yeah. but we're equating it as, hmm, worship wasn't really good today because, you know, the band kind of messed this up or, you know, my heart didn't feel the way that it did. And that's just so sad because it it's like, well, you we made, really, it, yeah. it's, it's being made about us mm, come and on. it's about God. And that's it. And that's, and you know, uh, this is lost on us a lot of times is. You know, why did God create human beings in the first place? Mm. He created us for worship. That's it. He wanted to be worshiped. That's it. And you can, you know, you can take that to the bank. And and he's and he says, I'm a jealous God. Yes. It's not like he makes us wonder about that. He tells us up front, I'm a jealous God. Um, and then, you know, <laughs> idols, the, com- the Ten Commandments. Oh, my gosh. It, yes. I mean, that's the first thing. Absolutely. Do not have any other idols. Mm, Do come not. On. I want all of your worship. And and there's no real right way to worship. I mean, you know, these worship war things we do mm. in the church, that's always been really weird to me. Because yes. it's like it's traditional hymns, praise and worship. Listen, it's if it it's the intention of the heart. That's exactly right. It's the intention of the heart. And I've been in ministry 30 years. I've heard some pretty bad singers yeah. in my time. <laughs> yeah. And because, you know, we just say, get up there and make a joyful noise. Come on. And Youth ministry bands? Yeah. yeah. But, but They're man, not I recording any you, records, are they? No. <laughs> but I, I, but I want to be honest with you. Some, some of the worst singers I have ever heard. Their heart is so good. Let's go. And that's that's true worship. God doesn't care what it sounds Come like. Oh no. Um we got somebody on our staff. I'm not gonna say any names. Mm. But when this person sings, you know, it's 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 not um uh, it's not Grammy Award winning. Mm. But man, they sing with all their <laughs> might. <laughs> and this person wouldn't mind me actually telling the story. But yeah. when I hear this person, it's like, you know, they they worship. Mm. They worship. And it's beautiful. And and that's really what it's all about. That's exactly That's right. what it's all about. And we've made it, in Western culture especially, about the performance. Yes. And and it's just – it's let's – Excellence is great. Excellence should be I am not against excellence. Nope. I'm not against planning and doing things well and having talented people. That's not what this is about. No. But but that's not worship. No. It's the intention of the heart that's about worship. But to say exactly what you said, to say that worship is an acoustic guitar, drums, electric keyboard, or 
No, 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 that's not worship. Worship is an organ and a choir. To say that that is worship, yeah. that's what we're hitting on. It's not, oh, that was And really we good. talked not... about this in, in our staff retreat yesterday, yes. actually. It, what that is, is a, it's a religious spirit. It is. It's a religious spirit. Yes. I mean, when a religious spirit is a demonic spirit. Yep. And it all, it sounds like, it sounds good, but it's not. It's all about it's all about us. It is, and and that that religious spirit a lot of times gets in the way of worship. Yes, it's like we got to check this box, we got to do this thing, we got to say these words, we got to play this song. That's a religious spirit. That's not yes. worship. And oh and you gosh, know we yeah. just really we have to be very careful of that. We do, and that's that's the beautiful thing of of worship, which is the hardest part is it is not about you. It's not. It's not about me. And the reason I think that people don't want to open up uh, specifically, like, let's just take the singing context. If you can't sing, great. Like, again, it's not about you. And it's about what I can bring to the Lord. And the only thing I can bring to the Lord is an openness to let him, like Paul says, a living sacrifice. I'm giving all all of myself over to you because you are worthy to be worshiped. And another thing, and I thought about it when you said it, um, because I've heard a couple times that, well, you know, God is just, when we view God as this just like high mighty maker and he Mm -hmm. just created, he like that statement, God created us to worship him. Like how haughty and how prideful does that kind of sound and such of just like, oh, so we're just supposed to bow down and, and worship him and things like that. (laughs) But here's, here's, here's the fun part is we want to be worshiped too. Yeah, that's right. You and me want to be worshiped. All of us, we want to be worshipped. And the only way, and the only way to get rid of that is to worship exactly the one true God. We want the affirmation. Yeah. What happens when you come up with the idea and it's presented? Like, say you're working with a team, you come up with the idea and you don't get the recognition for it. Yeah. Mm, what's that? I want to be worshipped. Yeah. I want to be worshipped every single day. And so, for us to say that God created us to worship. We got to go back to ourselves. I want to be worshiped just as much. And you're absolutely right. It's like, I want the affirmation and the love and the attention and the adoration that things and people can give me. And we just act like, oh, God doesn't want any of that. For the record, I don't want to be worshiped. Yeah. I'm too humble. I'm too... (laughs) That's a lie. (laughs) You are human. (laughs) No, but it's just, it's just, we, we are, we are missing the heart of worship. The second, the second that I close myself off from God, I am going to take myself away from God. Yes. That's, that is so right. That's, it's, that's it. And then we show up to a worship service and we sit and we sit quietly. We don't sing. We don't. And, and by any means, the intensity to which you sing in a church service, I do not care if you raise your hands. I do not care if you sing at the top of your lungs. But when there is... You know what John Wesley said? What did he say? He said, in, when we worship God in song, mm. we should sing lustily. Mm. Lustily. My desire. So I'm but just going to say, if you don't know what it means, Google it. 
<laughs> lustfully. <laughs> but, I mean, not lustfully. No, not lustfully. <laughs> no. no, you're right. No, no. no. Lustily. Lustily, you're Sing right. No, lustily. lustily. <laughs> Spelling uh, is no. everything. <laughs> not, you know, there are people who do sing lustfully. But... Lustily. <laughs> lustily. But seriously, oh, sing man. with fervor. Fervent. Put your voice out there. Sing loud. But it, worship but it the is. Lord. Like there is a level of man. If there is nothing, and I, I'll stand by it. If there is nothing that provokes you into worship, singing in a church service. Yeah, I don't think we're worshiping. I just don't think we're worshiping. I agree because there is there is something about giving yourself over as a living sacrifice, opening yourself yeah. up. That when you do that. Man, the Holy Spirit's going to do something. Yes. He's going to do something. Something's going to happen. Make you feel. And that's why we sing. Hair's going to fall out of place. Oh, my gosh. Tears going to fall. You might raise a hand. Go down on your knees. Something is going to happen different in your heart. That's exactly right. If you really forget yourself in worship. And and that's that's we just miss the heart of worship so much. And I love that Matt, the story of uh, heart of worship by Matt Redman. Right? Mm-hmm. He yeah. he saw that people in in his church were like literally when Matt wasn't there, it was like, oh, I can, we can't do anything. And he yeah. got so fed up. And I love this. I mean, this is an all star move, Matt Redman writer of some of the most well-known yeah. 90s and 2000s Christian music songs, all of us, 10,000 Reasons, come on. Yeah. Everybody knows yeah. my heart weeps when when that plays. If your heart doesn't feel anything, something's yeah. wrong with you. <laughs> but uh, but he, he, he did the most amazing savage move ever where for like two months, mm-hmm. I think it might have been longer than that, for like months, he just went out, him and an acoustic guitar, yep. and sang that song. I'm coming back to the heart of worship because all it's all about, about you. you. It's all about you. And yeah. we see that and we're like, yes, that's amazing. But the story behind that is so savage that people were just like, Matt's not here. I, I can't, we're, we can't do yep. this. And he's just like, we're missing it. We're missing the point. Oh, I lo- that's yep. like one of the best modern depictions I know of, of what worship really yeah. is. It's, it's all about you. It is that's all so about good. you. And that's, that's so good, and and it's yeah. not, and this isn't a hard thing. Mm-mm. It's really not. It's just like give, give it away, yeah. give up everything. I love it when people raise their hands in worship Come because on. it's it's just like I'm I'm just I'm just going to be free. Being free to worship is yes. is such a hard thing for us. I don't know why. I guess it is pride. Yeah, and, and we're self possessed too. We are. We're very, very self possessed. You know, to be dignified is to be self possessed. Mm-hmm. So we're all into dignification in the church, and you know. But when you do, I mean, we were joking about David at the beginning, mm-hmm. but you know, he danced in the streets, a king, naked, a king, because he was so overcome with the power and the love of God. That's exactly right. And you know, I'm not saying take it that far, but. You know, if you've never really worshiped God with abandon, though, it really is something to think about. Mm. You know, do you really know the one true God That's deeply? It. That's it. Because I think once you get to know him, you're going to worship with abandon. That's exactly right. Now, and I think to close this this conversation out, um, that like the heart of worship 
what what can we do and and not really do because I don't think it is it's it's a heart it's not an action yeah. you singing in church or participating in fervent worship comes out of something yes and to pay attention this week as you're listening to this episode like what what are you looking for and Jesus is going to come back to it every single time it's not about what you do it's about what your desire is yeah. do you want God. That's got to be the first question before mm-hmm. I ever go serve him or do something for him. Yes. Before I get into a small group, before I get into deeper discipleship, before I do anything for God, Jesus is always going to come back to it. Do you want God? Yes. Does your heart desire God? And the thing is, is what God, what God says in the scriptures is, we can't desire God without him. And yeah. so for us to even acknowledge that, one, we have to acknowledge it. Yep. But then what's the fix? It's, yep. man, I, I want you to teach me, God, how to worship you. I want you to teach me how to love you. Yes. And that sounds so mean, or not even mean. It just sounds so like, because we thrive on like, oh, I just want you to like mm. love me and know me and everything. It's like, how can you love somebody? You have to get to know them. How do yep. you get to know them? You ask them questions. What do they like? What do they care about? And so God has to do the same thing. Hey, let's come in and I will teach you how to love me. And that's not wrong by any means. And so, mm. so look out for those moments today where, and this week as you're listening and and you're thinking about this of like, what is my heart? Do Mm. I really want God? And then find ways to worship him, find ways to sacrifice yourself and say, Lord, you are so much more. You are so much better. And I just, I want to give myself. Come back to the heart of worship. Come back. Put on Matt Redman. Because it's all heart about of worship. God. It's all about oh, God. God. So how are you doing uh, from the standpoint of getting ready to be a father? Mm, yes, we said, was it this episode or last episode? I think I it was last episode. That yeah. we're having baby boy. Um, mm-hmm. I'm worshiping. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm doing. Honestly, quite literally, I'm worshiping. I'm I'm letting go of myself to to get ready for this season and it's it's gonna be a sweet one. So baby boy Barrios. Baby boy's coming. Baby boy Barrios in July twenty twenty four. Yeah. Be not be there, but like expect it. <laughs> BB Not everybody can be there. Baby boy Barrios. Baby boy Barrios. He's gonna be a stud. He's gonna be the stud. Mm-hmm. I believe it. So. I believe he's gonna have good hair. He's oh, you know, I'm already gonna, I'm already gonna style that thing. Be like, this is how, this is how it's gonna go, bud. <laughs> so, are you gonna use product on his hair? Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. You have to. No good hairstyle <laughs> truly has no product or love. You got a little TLC on that. But, but hey, we hope this episode was beneficial and helped you. And we will see you back here next week. See you. We love you. Well, thanks for tuning in to the Centenary Podcast, and we'll see you back here for the next episode.